anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to a special edition of the Peddling Fiction Podcast. This is going to be my first, most likely of many, epic rants. The epic rant edition of the Peddling Fiction Podcast. A few people had mentioned in the Friday Night Happy Hour that they, you know, they, they enjoyed the, the new format of the show with me and Justin Hill, Billy Boy Campbell, which I, I enjoy doing those more than the the solo episodes for the most part. It's it's nice to have somebody to talk to. You're not sitting in a room by yourself, and it's easier production wise. But they but they did mention that they missed my rants that I do from time to time, and it is easier to rant when you're just sitting in a room alone with your thoughts. So, or at least for me, it is. I don't know. Um, it, it can kind of derail a conversation if you just go off on a rant, in my humble opinion. So I, what I think I'm going to do from hopefully every week, I mean, I guess it depends on how much ranting I need to get off my chest, how much material there is. So uh, I'm going to start trying to do these every week. It will be an epic rant for all of you fiction peddlers out there. Just a little extra, extra content for you, extra material, something to get you, help get you through the week. Maybe you can relate to what I'm about to complain about. Maybe you can't. We'll, we'll see. Oh, and uh, speaking of the Friday Night Happy Hours, I had to miss the one last Friday, which a lot of my rant will have to do with my travel day on Friday. Spoiler alert. So what we're, we're going to do one this Friday, tomorrow. We're going to do back-to-back Friday Night Happy Hours. So we'll do one tomorrow at the the normal time seven i think we've been doing seven thirty central standard time i'll send out an email reminder to uh earlier tomorrow just to let people know but if you're listening to this before friday night uh please join us for the happy hour if you're already a supporting listener and if not become a supporting listener by going to peddlingfictionpodcast.com click on the support the show tab and support the show set up a recurring donation for as little as a dollar a month. You know, that that really helps sort of keep the lights on around here, funds advertising and and things like that to help grow our reach and create more content. And as a way of sort of giving back to those that do sub, uh, subscribe to the show and contribute, support the show. I, I drink with you guys every other Friday. Uh, oh, it's also the first Friday of the month so i guess i will be inviting the top uh facebook top 10 facebook group contributors will also get an invite to this one and it really is a lot of fun i i I think it's great so um you don't have to drink like like i said before you you know some people were like oh you know i don't drink and i maybe you don't feel comfortable with everybody you know most people don't really drink that much it kind of depends on what people got going on 
but it's usually just, you know, people getting together. I usually have a cocktail or two. I did just get a shipment of wine in. That is one thing that is, is nice about being back in Chicago. You know, overnight, same day Amazon delivery, two day Amazon delivery, wine delivery services and things like that. You know, I got back here in my, of course, yeah, I had, I had a tenant. I guess you could call her a tenant. That didn't work out too well. And then my sister was here for a while, and then my cousin. So needless to say, my liquor cabinet was completely depleted, even though I restocked it before I left last November. But, you know, that's six months worth. I don't know, probably a case of wine in there, 15, 16 bottles, whatever it is, plus whatever else I had. But that was all gone. So the first thing I did was order from, uh, what's that called? Leaf, New Leaf something? Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, and it, it's here already, so I'll probably be cracking into one of those tomorrow. Anyway, let, let's get on with the uh, rant, but I hope you guys can make it to the, the happy hour tomorrow. And if not, the following Friday, we'll be doing it all again. So um, I'm, I am going to try to keep these kind of short. I know I tend to ramble and go off on tangents and things like that. But these will probably be, you know, I don't know, 10 minute rants. How, how long can I rant for? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes, something to just sort of, you know, have out there. Maybe you can share it with people and it'll be a good way of introducing them to my uh, personality and, and getting them interested in the rest of the show. Maybe it'll, it'll be a way because, you know, a lot of times they probably won't be political. They're just going to be about things that grind my gears in everyday life. And I do tend to have a lot more of those when I'm back in Chicago. I tend to complain a lot less when I'm happy south of the border in the, the beautiful sunny beaches of Puerto Vallarta. But, you know, I can always complain about things. It's, it's one of my many talents. And as you know, I got back to Chicago last, well, last Saturday morning. I was supposed to return on Friday. And I, it's been a while since I'd taken a flight. Uh, since I'd flown, I, I flew uh, from Mexico to Portland and back for Christmas. But that was still before all the crazy COVID stuff had ended. And as you know, I've been traveling quite a bit the, the last uh, few years. I've done my fair share of traveling. So I've traveled before COVID. I traveled in the, you know, the peak COVID hysteria. And now I just traveled post-COVID hysteria. And when I mean, you know, after COVID, I mean, after all you fucking lemmings out there finally decided to turn off your goddamn TV, turn off the CNN, take off your hazmat suits, and you started traveling around again. And I have to say, I have to say from all of us that have been screaming at you for two fucking years that COVID was complete bullshit, go fuck yourselves. Go Fuck yourselves with your mask mandates and your vax passports. You made every normal, sane person's life miserable for two goddamn years. And now you're all out and about and getting in my fucking way. Crowding the flights, driving up the tickets for the, the price of tickets to go places, crowding the airport lounges. Just fuck you. If you push the COVID regime's narrative for more than the first two weeks to flatten the curve thing. I'll give you that much leeway because maybe you hadn't discovered my podcast before then. So I'll give you the two weeks to flatten the curve that much leeway. But if you pushed the narrative and went along with the COVID regime insanity 
for any longer than that, then all you motherfuckers should have to take another two years of sitting around on your fat asses watching woke horseshit on Netflix in your miserable fucking apartments. At least, at least the next two years. That needs to be your punishment. I'm sorry, you don't just get to resume normal life again with the rest of us and pretend you weren't one of these retards wearing two masks while you walk down the street, washing down your groceries. You don't get just, just get to hop on a fucking airplane now after you were a mask Nazi going around freaking out because the rest of us weren't walking around like we were headed into the operation room to perform a surgery. You're all just a bunch of obnoxious pussies that apparently the only time you take the government's cock out of your mouth now is to go to the fucking airport and get in everyone's way. As far as I'm concerned, an apology just is not enough. Not like any of you would even ever admit to any wrongdoing. You didn't seem to mind staying home for, you know, the last two years to save lives. Well, okay. Literally nothing has changed with the so-called science since mid-2020. So why the fuck are you outside now? Why are you in the airports? Why are you traveling? Why are you getting in my way? Go home and sit there. You sit there and you think about what you've done. Two years penance while the rest of us enjoy life without you and your retarded mask mandates and stickers on the floor. And then we'll see if you've learned enough to rejoin society. I'm sorry, there should be some sort of reward for people like me. Besides not wasting the last two years of our lives, we still had to suffer through all your fucking ridiculousness. Every time I traveled, it could have been so much more pleasant than it was. Granted, traveling to begin with kind of sucks. But you made it exponentially worse with your retarded ideas that did absolutely nothing. So yes, I should get two years of normal pre-2020 travel without all the fucking COVID idiots getting in my way. I mean, seriously, airports are a complete shit show now. And I mostly blame you idiots. But fuck the airlines too. I ended up buying an indirect flight home because they wanted something absurd, like six or $700 for a one-way ticket to Chicago at the time. So I went ahead and I booked a flight to Chicago That stopped in Mexico City for a couple hours, you know, for like 200 bucks. And I thought, okay, you know, no big deal. I can kill two hours in the Mexico City airport. I have access to the priority pass lounges because, you know, I'm kind of a big deal. And I'm not in a huge hurry to get home. So whatever, I'll save the 500 bucks. Okay, and now apparently I flew, you know, I bought this ticket a couple months ago. I can never remember what even fucking happened yesterday. Unless it was as traumatic as this travel trip was. But I, I flew some company. It was called Viva Aerobus. That was the name of the airline. Whatever the fuck that is. I think it's just like a cheap Mexican airline that's like Spirit. That does mostly domestic flights. But has some international stuff between like the US and Mexico. And maybe they go to Canada. I don't know. But they, I don't think they go to like Europe or something like that. They're, they're pretty close to Mexico domestic flights. And you know, they have the shitty seats. They don't recline. You don't get any snacks on the plane, uh, uncomfortable seats, no, no drinks, no nothing. You have to pay for it. It's all a la carte. You have to pay for everything. But uh, whatever. I'm not that fucking bougie. I'm really not. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm going to get to the airport, hit the lounge, drink five or six glasses of Savvy B, pop a diazepam on my way to the gate, and the next thing you know, bam, I'll be at my destination. 
it's the closest thing we have to time travel at this point. The fuck do I care if I get a snack on the plane or if I'm in an uncomfortable seat? I'm going to be unconscious. Well, you can stick your well-laid plans up your well-laid ass, as uh, Samuel L. Jackson said in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Uh, the fun started right when I got to the airport. Okay, I waited in line at this Viva Aerobus thing to get my boarding pass. But anyway, the lady checking me in seemed like really confused when she's looking at her screen. And I'm just like, okay, what could possibly go wrong here? I have my ticket. I'm not doing anything fucking shady. I'm just flying to Chicago through Mexico City. What, you know, why is she like looking all perplexed at her screen? She calls this guy over. He looks at her screen. They say something to each other. And then he turns to me and he says, they're going to assign you a seat when you get to the gate. And then he just like skedaddles. Uh, the lady prints out both my boarding passes. She shows me that, you know, the first one's at this gate, but I don't have a seat. They'll, and she says again, and, and this is all in Spanish. She says, they'll, they'll give you a seat at the gate. And then she shows me the second ticket which is from mexico city to chicago and i'm in i'm 6f i'm in the vip section 6f uh, uh, okay and and so i ask her why why don't i have a seat on this flight and she's just like well they're gonna give you one at the gate and i was like but why can't you give it to me and she just kept repeating this like a retard so i you know i'm thinking to myself all right me i, I don't know what this means probably not off to a good start here but at least I'm um, two and a half hours before my flight. Like I got here with plenty of time to figure shit out. So I go through security. I go to the gate. I show the guy my boarding pass that's standing there. And I tell him that the lady that gave me this said that you would assign me a seat when I got to the gate. He then basically proceeds to tell me that I'm apparently flying standby. And I have to wait until final boarding call to see if everybody that has a seat has actually shown up. And if there's a free seat, then I can get that one. He actually spoke really good English, too, by the way, which is nice. It's, it's, it's much easier to argue and, and like have a conversation where you have to explain things to people in your native tongue, right? Which, by the way, I am very ashamed that my Spanish is not better than it is at this point. There's, there's a couple reasons for that. One is that Puerto Vallarta is so fucking touristy. It's basically like being in America at this point. Like, he, I, I don't, nobody speaks fucking Spanish to me unless I go out of my way to speak it. And those are usually people you talk to when, you know, you're ordering food, they're giving you a ride somewhere, you're talking to the security guard, things like that. And again, I, I, I think the pitch from the fucking worthless government schools when it came to foreign languages was complete dog shit. Surprise, surprise. I mean, it was terrible. Just like all their other pitches for things. They, they never do a good job of explaining why you need to know any of the stuff that they're teaching you. And you really don't for the most part. But, I mean, seriously, if somebody had sat me down and said, listen, you idiot, get good at this Spanish shit, and one day you're going to come across the most beautiful fucking woman you've ever seen in Mexico, and you'll actually be able to talk to her. You'll be able to hit on her in her native language, and she will fall madly in love with you. And even if that doesn't happen, at least you'll be able to argue with idiots at the airport when they screw up your tickets. I feel like that would have been something that would resonate with a 14-year-old me. And I would have put more effort into it. I don't know, call me crazy. Spanish is a great language to be able to argue in, too. It's got great slang, it's got a great rhythm to fucking tell people off. Anyway, alright, so... You know, I said to the guy, well, I, I bought this ticket like two months ago, month and a half ago, something like that. 
uh, why don't I have a seat? And he said, you need to pay extra for the seat on the flight, extra for the seat. Now, I've never heard of this before. (laughs) Like, you know, I've heard of paying extra to get, you know, your preferred seat where you get to pick the seat that you want. But usually when you buy the ticket, you know, and I know airlines oversell these things. I I, I don't know. I, I bought a ticket, you know, to Chicago. I bought a lot of plane tickets in my day. I've never had to pay extra to get an actual seat on the plane. Choose a seat? Yes. And I never opt for that bullshit. But when you buy a ticket, you should get a seat, particularly if it's an indirect flight to Chicago and the first flight is just a means to an end. It's not like I bought a separate ticket. It's not like I bought one ticket to Mexico City on one plane and then a totally separate ticket to another from Mexico City to Chicago. And I have a seat on the second flight already, which apparently I didn't have to pay extra for that one. And they put me in the VIP section, which you absolutely are supposed to pay extra for that. So this makes no sense to me. I I don't understand. I'm just like, explain to me why I have a seat on my second flight, but not my first. If I had to pay extra for the seat, I mean, explain the uh, explain the rationale, explain the logic behind this. You know, you're you're going to I have a connecting flight. You give me a flight on the second one, but not on the, the, the flight that actually gets me to the connection. And of course, you know, I get despite this guy being able to completely understand me and speak good English, I do not get a satisfying answer. All he says is. I can't buy the seat now. I had to buy it when I bought the the ticket. And I kept that. I was like, well, what did I buy then? (laughs) What did I buy? The option for a seat is ridiculous. But anyway, he tells me to come back in like an hour and a half and see if I can get a seat. Fine. Fuck it. All right. What's the worst that can happen? I missed this flight. I missed my connection. Maybe they'll maybe I'll have to wait until tomorrow for them to put me on another flight. It's like, okay, whatever. Uh, I'll spend another day in Mexico. I'm fine with that. It's Friday night. PV. How bad could that be? I'll go to the lounge. I'll sit there. I'll wait an hour and a half, and then we'll see if I get lucky, right? Which brings me to my next fucking issue. These airport lounges. They're supposed to be fucking exclusive. They're not supposed to have a bunch of fucking white trash slobs taking up all the tables making sure to order one of literally everything so that they can get their money's worth of peanuts and potato chips? I, where, where the fuck did all these people come from? Hey, PV has two lounges. One, of course, is literally right next to the gate that I'm supposed to be flying out of, maybe, you know, 100 yards away. <laughs> the, the flight I don't have a seat on, of course. And the other, surprise, surprise, is on the complete opposite end of the airport, like a 10, 15-minute walk. <laughs> I, I walk kind of fast, so maybe a 10-minute walk for me, probably 12 to 15 for somebody else. Literally as far away from my gate as you could possibly get. And guess which one was at full capacity? Full of all you fucking COVID pussies who feel safe enough to travel now. Yeah. Yeah. So I walk the extra 10 minutes across the airport to the other lounge, and it's totally fucking packed too. Not, not to the point where they put out a sign that said they're at full capacity. There was one seat available at the bar, one. So I don't get a table, I don't get a comfy chair, I don't get an outlet to charge my electronics, just a seat at the bar sandwiched between two albino white trash middle-aged bleached blonde bimbos with eyebrows drawn in by a fourth grader with a fucking sharpie. And then, of course, the one lady completely bogarts the bartender for like two full minutes asking for 
everything they have on the menu. We'll have a chicken burrito and some chips and salsa. Oh, and some potato chips and peanuts. Don't forget the peanuts. And what kind of beers do you guys have? And blobbity fucking blah. Jesus Christ. She reminded the bartender like three fucking times not to forget her precious peanuts. Peanuts and potato chips. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, lady. You're, you're like 50 years old. You'll get your free fucking peanuts. Act like you've been here before. Act like you belong in an exclusive fucking lounge. But why the fuck are you here? This is supposed to be a classy lounge for the well-to-do. Not the fucking old country buffet where you stroll in wearing flip-flops and jean shorts and some shitty custom-designed tank top with a dumbass slogan on it. You know, like, I'm some basic bitch or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah, no shit you're a basic bitch. No shit. Get out of my lounge. Go back to fucking Missouri. <laughs> I feel like Shooter McGavin. Damn you, people. Go back to your shanties. But, but seriously, these lounges need to be more exclusive. Everything needs to be more exclusive. There's too many fucking lemmings running around again. I, I was just, uh, you know, I was watching One Bite Pizza reviews and Dave Portnoy couldn't get into the fucking Amex lounge at the airport because there was a fucking line to get in. They were lining up to get into the American Express lounge. American Express, that's like the most exclusive card that you can have, I think. It's definitely one of the most expensive ones. Who are all these people? It's too easy for the average idiot to get into these places now and gum up the works. I, I think things are just too affordable, I guess. And, you know, probably not going to last long with inflation running out of control. Maybe that's the saving grace here. All these lemmings will have to fucking cut back on their, on their extravagance. They're, they're airport lounges and free peanuts. But I mean, like everybody has TSA pre-check now because it's like, I don't know, 75 bucks or something. It's too cheap. Everybody has global entry. It's like $100 for fucking uh, five years. That's too cheap. <laughs> like, fuck that. There, I, I've been at airports where there's more people in the global entry line than in the actual fucking immigration line. Now I'm thinking I got to get clear. I got to get that clear thing. So you get like the personal escort to put me past, to bring me past all of you fucking people. We have, we have to keep coming up with more and more exclusive ways of getting around all of these fucking people that are in the way. All of these fucking people, which, by the way, were not here during COVID. They were all sitting at home like a bunch of pussies telling us to trust the science. Putting on two masks, if Fauci says so. Three masks, if Fauci said so. Putting on gloves. Washing down their fucking groceries. Following the science. Well, the science didn't fucking change, so why are you out of the house? Your vaccine doesn't fucking work. Don't give me that shit. Anyway, my rants are going to get taken down <laughs> because I mentioned vaccines now. Wonderful. But we have to keep, you know, we, we have to keep going to that next level. It's like the, you know, the debasement of the dollar and the debasement of the college degree. Now everyone goes to college because the government made it, 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 it lending to fucking everybody. So everybody has a college degree. So now you got to get a master's or a PhD to separate yourself from the fucking idiots because literally anyone can get a college degree now. All you have to do is have a pulse and be willing to take on hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Those are the only qualifications. You, it doesn't matter if you have any aptitude whatsoever. You can go to college and take remedial English and fucking graduate with a degree. So what, I have to become a fucking billionaire now and fly on my own private jet in order to have a pleasant travel experience? 
in in order to avoid all of these fucking people that I I I want nothing to do with. I guess I got to become a billionaire. Start start uh sharing the show, everybody. It's the only way to get through these fucking airports now. Back to the airport lounges, right? Most people get this lounge access from their credit cards, right? Okay, so here, here's my first rule for, for these fucking lounges now, okay? You don't get to go into the lounge if you have debt, unpaid debt on said credit card. How about that? How about that? That ought to be the fucking, the, you know, the first rule that... It, that could eliminate like half these people because Americans are in debt up to their fucking eyeballs and they all put on these credit cards like idiots and they end up paying 22% interest on these fucking charges. And then they get to, they still get access to the lounge, even though they're fucking 20 grand in the whole delinquent, not making their credit card payments. No, 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 no. You have to, if you're going to be in the lounge with me and you're going to be taking up a table, you have to pay off your balance every fucking month. You don't get to rack up 20K in credit card debt and then take a seat at the table in the airport lounge. You know, everyone's complaining about how much gas is going up. You know what? Fuck it. Make it 10 bucks a gallon. Get, get some of this traffic off the road. I'll pay the premium if it means I won't get stuck behind some fucking colossal puss going 53 miles an hour in the left lane on the expressway. I mean, most of you fat fucks should be walking places anyway. Jesus. And yes, of, of course, I sat next to a morbidly obese lady and a crying baby in front of me on my flight. Of course. Of course I did. But I'm sure she was the pinnacle of health otherwise, right? She had her masks on. She had her, her all her boosters were up to date. You know, it, it's amazing to me that these fat fucks actually took time out of their day, time between cheeseburgers to go get the jab. It's even more amazing to me that the Biden administration didn't just partner with fucking McDonald's drive through to offer the booster with your supersized fat fuck meal. Would you like to booster size that meal with a Pfizer jab at no extra cost? I mean, why wasn't that the plan? It probably would have made too much sense for our fucking government to come up with. It's too easy, cheap, and convenient to use distribution that was already in place that most fucking Americans are already going to to shove a bunch of poisonous shit into their bodies. Why not? Why not add another poisonous experimental gene therapy to that equation? No, no. No, no. We'll, we'll spend the extra money and the manpower and the time and the fucking resources to set up the tents and, and all these other makeshift drive through places to get fucking shot. You fucking idiots, man. Fucking idiot. Anyway... I have a glass of wine at the bar. We're back to the lounge now. The, the one that's on the other side of the airport. I have a glass of wine at the bar, and I'm going over this retarded situation I find myself in, trying to make sense of it. And I just said, you know what, fuck it. I have some time to kill. Let's call these motherfuckers who sold me a ticket on a plane without a fucking seat. And let, let's see what happens. <laughs> this ought to be fun, right? So the, the, the first guy hangs up on me after I give him the confirmation number. <laughs> All right. Or we conveniently got disconnected. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. So I call back, get a different guy. And he says, he's, you know, I explained to him the problem. And he goes, okay, let me transfer you to someone who speaks Spanish. <laughs> and I just like kind of, I was like, what? And he's like, or do you speak English? And I was like, motherfucker, we've just been talking in English. I explained this whole thing to you in perfect English. It's like, yes, I speak English. I don't need a Spanish speaker. I need a seat on a plane. Where is my seat? <laughs> like, 
well, you know, sir, you, you probably just got to the airport too late. You have to get there two hours before your flight. And I said, no, no, I was here two and a half hours before my flight. How can I, even if I, even if I wasn't, how could I have a seat on the second flight and not the first? Well, sir, you'll have to talk to the airline. There's nothing we can do. And, and he just hung up on me. I think I got to go fuck yourself in there, though. I hope you heard that part. Oh, that was fun. That was fun. I wonder what percentage of the time people call places like that with problems and they actually get something resembling a solution. So you'll have to talk to the airline. Oh, oh, okay. Hang on. Let me write that one down. Talk to the airline. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that? You know, I was sitting there talking to the airline. They were the ones that gave me the boarding pass without a seat on the plane, told me I didn't have a seat. And instead of talking to them further, I just decided to give you a call. You fucking worthless piece of shit. A call. A talk to the airline. Yeah, no shit. I've done that. I've talked to the airline a couple times. I talked to the guy at the gate. Now I'm calling you. Ah, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, man. All right, so now it's about 20 minutes before the guy had told me to come back and see if I can get a seat on this plane, right? So I start heading back. And of course, they, they've changed the gate now. So I go to the new gate and it's just packed with people. Like completely packed. It's very hard to maneuver. Everyone's like standing. There's there's no like structure. It's fucking Mexico. It's like a bad layout to begin with. And there's just people everywhere. It's chaos. And I'm looking around like it looks like this is a pretty full fucking flight. Not looking good. Not looking good. And I and I work my way up to the desk and I, I show the girl that's working there my, my ticket. And I explain. She tells me the exact same thing that I have to wait until last call. Uh, the last call to board. And then, you know, I'm standing there for like a couple minutes and they've just delayed the flight. Now the flight's delayed 30 minutes, which means like 20 minutes after that 30 minutes is up will be the final boarding call. So now I've got like another hour <laughs> um, before I find out if I get a seat on this flight. I also saw while I was there standing there, I, I, I saw another guy that had the same fucking problem. Another poor bastard. This guy had like five tickets. It was him and his wife and his little fucking kids. He had two or three kids. None of them had seats on the flight. And he's standing there with like three little kids waiting standby. And all of a sudden I felt, you know, pretty damn bad for him and a little, uh, little better for me. I guess it could be worse, right? So I, I go back to the close lounge. I'm like, well, maybe there's a seat for me now in the lounge that's right around the corner. And surprise, surprise, there was. And you can actually see the the gate from this lounge. So I can, I can see like the, the thing that you walk down onto the plane, whatever the fuck they call that. You can see when people are actually boarding. So I won't have to just guess. I can just sit there and wait. And I'm like two seconds away. So this is working out. A, a little better. Anyway, I, I know I've been rambling. Long story short, I go back when I'm supposed to watch everyone board the plane. And then it's just me, that poor bastard with his wife and kids. And I think maybe one other guy that were waiting to see if they get a seat. And the girl asks the guy next to me, are you John Profita? And I said, nope. Oh, shit. That is me. I am John Profita. And I got the fucking seat. I think I got the last fucking seat on this plane. My, my guess is that if you have a connecting flight, they give you priority. I don't know. But I did end up getting the, the last seat on this fucking plane. And yes, I was sitting behind a crying baby 
and next to a lady that should have had to buy two seats, in my humble opinion, which ironically would have meant that I wouldn't have made it onto the plane. <laughs> so if she hadn't bought two seats. So whatever. I, I'm just glad to be aboard. The, the next question running through my head is, am I going to make my connection? Because, you know, I, I was torn about whether or not I should actually get on this plane because it, it's been delayed like 45 minutes. We're 45 minutes behind schedule. I was only supposed to have like maybe a two hour layover. And I have no idea what's waiting for me immigration wise in Mexico City. If I have to go through immigration there, they still have to like stamp me out on my visa or whatever. I don't know what they're going to make me jump through there. And I've had horrible experiences at Mexico airports. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is great that I got a seat on this flight, but I'd much rather be stranded in PV where I have a condo than stranded at the airport in Mexico City where I don't know what the fuck I would have done. I would have probably just had to call uh, Mark Clare, Lions of Liberty, and tell told him I was showing up at his door for the night. So now I'm a little concerned that I'm just going to be stranded in Mexico City. We landed with like an hour and maybe 20 minutes before my next flight was supposed to take off. And I'm like, okay, that, you know, that should be doable. I'm not checking any back. I'm just carrying a backpack. Like, you know, okay, I'll go through whatever immigration shit if I need to. I got an hour and 20 minutes. Then we taxied around for 20 minutes. It's like 18 to 20 minutes. We're just driving around the airport on the plane. And I'm like, all right, now we're down to about an hour. And I'm getting a little nervous. But, you know, I, I you know, a lot of times when you're in, uh, in Mexico at some of these airports, when they exit the plane, they'll do this genius thing that apparently you can only do in fucking third world countries and shit because they don't care about regulations. But they'll let you exit the back of the plane and the front of the plane simultaneously. It's like, hey, we have two exits. Why don't we use them both and let everybody off the plane a lot faster? So I'm like, uh, you know, maybe they'll do that and we'll get off this plane quick. No, no. No, 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 no. They did something I've never seen before that I, I, to this day, I don't know what the hell the point of this was. The first thing they did was announce to everybody in Spanish that sit your ass down, stay seated. We'll call you row by row, which, you know, I actually kind of like that. It drives me crazy when all these low IQ people stand up immediately and then they just stand in the aisle. Like, you're not going to get off the plane any faster. You're going to, the people in front of you, you know, they, they'll they stand up, but you're still going to let the people in front of you go first. So it, it's just like this really low IQ thing that people do. Like, standing up is going to get you off the plane any faster. It's not. Just sit the fuck down until it's clear for you to exit. Anyway, but they aren't doing the, the front and back door simultaneous exit, unfortunately. They're, they're just doing the front door. And I'm thinking, okay, well, at least I'm not in the back of the plane. I'm, I'm literally right smack dab in the middle, like seat 25 of 48 or something like that, right? And then they start doing this impossibly retarded thing. I've never seen this before. They called the like the first six rows to exit. Rows one through three and then three through six. You can go. Then they started calling the rows from all the way in the back. Rows 45 to 42. They get to go. And then they just start going back and forth, working from the front and the back towards the middle. So after, you know, 42 to 38 goes, then, you know, 7 to 10 goes, and they just keep working their way toward the middle. So, of course, <laughs> uh, I'm the last motherfucker off this plane, basically. 
Um, but anyway, luckily I was, I was able to go straight to the gate once I figured out where the hell that was. And I ended up having hour to kill before the flight made good time running like I'm a fast walker and all that shit. So, um, I'm thinking, all right, let's, let's hit the lounge in Mexico city. There are a couple of options. One nice looking lounge. That's about two minutes from my gate. And then one really shitty looking lounge. That's like a 15 minute walk, of course. And lo and behold, they have a motherfucking waiting list with like 20 names ahead of mine at the nice lounge that's close to my gate. Of course. <laughs> of course they do. Do I want to put my name down? No, I, I have like less than an hour before my flight. I was just going to sit here, get a drink and charge my phone and shit like that. I'll go walk across the airport to this other lounge. And to, to call this thing a lounge is being very generous with the term. It's like a makeshift fucking thing. They have a counter with snacks out, but most of them have been completely eaten. You can help yourself to the fridge. They had like beer and like sodas and stuff. They didn't even have any water. There was like a muffin, a cookie, and those sandwiches that you get at like 7-Eleven that just like look fucking disgusting. And again, this one's like basically completely full too. So I, you know, at this point, I, I don't even really have that much time to like sit down and do anything. I basically just have enough time to change into my clothes for Chicago, you know, some jeans and a long sleeve shirt, like the warmest clothes I, I travel with now, and start walking back like the 15 minute walk back to the gate. Um, and besides, this lounge is just like fucking depressing. You can't even call it a lounge. It's like a detention center. Just like if they put up those cages, it would look like I got popped trying to cross the fucking border. Jesus, Mexico, get your fucking shit together. Your lounges are dog shit. I've been on in like two out of the four, I think, in Mexico City. And even the nicer one would like charge you for drinks and shit. Like it was just a, you need a special card for that to pay you for drinks. Where, where are all the extra exclusive lounges for classy, cool people like yours truly? At, you know, at this point, I'm starving, by the way. Like, my lounge exper experience in PV was fucked because of all the back and forth, wondering if I'm going to get a seat, talking to this guy, making a call. So I, I didn't eat anything there. This lounge has no edible food. It's now after 4 p.m. My flight's supposed to leave at 4.30. I haven't eaten a thing all day. And I'm realizing that I'm staring down the barrel at another four and a half hour flight or so on this bullshit airline that doesn't give you any food. You have to buy something uh, on there. I don't know what they're going to have to buy on there. So maybe I should buy something beforehand. Uh, oh, OK. So I stop at one of the little shops and I buy a bag of those Japanese peanuts. Love those fucking things. And I oh, yeah, I pocketed a drink from the lounge. I grabbed like a so uh, uh, grapefruit soda from there. Everything's got so much fucking sugar in it these days. Jesus. So fucking sugary. But it was better than nothing. So I grabbed that and I bought these fucking Japanese peanuts. Um, $7, by the way, for a bag of peanuts. Like I'm at a fucking baseball game. Oh, my God. Anyway, I, I go back to the gate and it says the flight's on time. It's like, so we, we should be boarding any minute now. I'm in the VIP group. Here we go. Right. I, except that there's no staff at the gate there's nobody working there there's nobody at the counter there's just a bunch of confused passengers standing around so yeah i, I go around the corner to check the board to see if maybe they just hadn't updated the the screens at the gate and the flight's been delayed nope it's on time this fucking flight was listed as on time up until 20 minutes after it was supposed to take off i i, I mean you know 
we joke about, you know, 20 minutes late is on time in Mexico. They really took that fucking seriously. And they finally changed it after, you know, about a half hour after we were supposed to leave. They changed it on the board to delayed. Thank you. Thank you so much for the information. <laughs> didn't say how long it was delayed. Didn't give you a new time. I, I knew it was fucking delayed, you idiots. Supposed to take off a half hour ago. How long is it delayed? We don't know. No other information has been given to us. It ended up being about an hour and a half from the time it was supposed to take off to the time we actually boarded. And then we sat on the plane for another 20 minutes or so before taking off. So we're like two hours behind schedule, right? And I was already supposed to land in Chicago around 11 o'clock. Now it's looking like I'm going to get in around like 2 a.m. <laughs> That's great. So I either get to uh, hop on the train at about 3 o'clock in the morning, risk getting mugged or shot, <laughs> and or shot, I should say. Uh, you know, it is Chicago. It's the blue line, not the, the nicest of places. Uh, or, you know, I could pay. I looked this up. I was like, well, let me see what, a, you know, a lift is going to cost. $65 for a lift from the airport to my place. 65 That's not fucking happening. Uh, at this point, I almost welcome the bullet to put me out of my fucking misery. So I, I do my usual thing when we land in Chicago. I hop on the blue line. I'll, I'll take it a few stops and then I'll get off. You know, once you get away from the airport, you can take a reasonably priced Uber or whatever. Except, of course, you know, I'm in the international terminal, which if, if anybody's familiar with O'Hare Airport, the international terminal is like a completely separate fucking building down the street. So you have to take this little train that they have that runs throughout the airport. So I wait about 10 minutes for that. Uh, I get on that, and then I have to walk all the way to the fucking airport. You know, and it's like the, the train is elevated, and then you get to Terminal 1, and the, the train for the blue line is all the way underground. So you, you have to go down two floors, and you're just walking forever. <laughs> it's like a 20-minute fucking walk to the blue line station uh, from, you know, from the uh, where the shuttle uh, train thing lets you off. <sighs> so I'm walking up to the to the blue line station. It's all roped off. It's temporarily closed. And there's a couple of fucking cops standing around. They told me that, yeah, they cleaned the trains or something at that time of night. So I can go back up uh, a level and take a shuttle bus, take a bus to the next blue line stop and catch the train from there. Wonderful. By the way, maybe 15 signs at the airport are directing you trains to the city, trains to the city. They're always in horrible spots. They're hard to see. How about a sign that says trains to the city closed? Don't waste your fucking time. How about that? Like fucking government signage. It's, you know, it's a great microcosm for the way government works. The, 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 the highway signs are always fucking awful. The, the, the directions you get, you know, you're, you're waiting for your fucking exit and they let you know like two seconds before. Like you should know where you're going. If I didn't know where I was going, like through this fucking airport, it would take me forever to find these fucking signs, trains to the city, trains to the city. How about a sign that says, hey, at 2 a.m., there are no fucking trains to the city? Of course not. That, that would just be too convenient. You can tell that the trains are operated by the fucking government because they don't give a shit if you can find the trains or not. <laughs> and if you have a pleasant experience finding the trains or not. If this was a privately run train company... They'd be directing you to the trains with like big, bright fucking signs. Hey, take these awesome trains this way. And here's a free pass somewhere and ride our train, blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. They just hide these little fucking signs everywhere. Every couple of fucking thousand yards through the airport. 
You're wandering around looking for these things like it's a fucking maze. So I go up, I do that, I take the shuttle to the train, wait about another 15 minutes for the train to take that to Belmont, order a lift from there, the lift takes me the rest of the way home. End up getting home, yeah, a little after 3 a.m., absolutely starving. But luckily, while I was on the fucking train, I was able to order a, a pizza from some unknown, very mediocre place at like two but they closed at like 2:30 I ordered it at like 2:25 and they delivered it like a little after I got home so that uh that was a success that was a very welcomed probably the most welcomed mediocre pizza I've ever had and then of course you know it'd been so long since I'd been home I didn't I couldn't remember how to buzz the delivery guy up <laughs> like there's like a fucking code he has to press and then I have to press something on my phone I couldn't remember how to do it so I had to go down Again, to get the, to get the pizza, but yeah, you know, just a day in the life of uh, Johnny Profita attempting to travel. Nothing to it. You know, it's really my fault. It really is. You know, this is what I get for trying to save a buck. You know, like, fuck it. Fuck it. I should have just paid the extra $500, gotten a direct flight, would have gotten back to Chicago at like four o'clock in the afternoon instead of four o'clock in the morning. I would have had an actual seat on the plane and a pleasant lounge experience. And, you know, during COVID, the whole hidden city flight hack thing, that was a good way of getting cheap flights. That was totally fucking ruined with all of their retarded COVID restrictions and all you retards that pushed that stuff. I, I got fucked trying to save money that way. Now I'm getting fucked trying to save money taking a cheap indirect flight. I, I'm not doing it anymore. No more. Life is just too short. I will pay whatever I have to to avoid these headaches. But I shouldn't have to pay extra to avoid all of you COVID idiots out there gumming up the works after you and your retarded mentalities fucked up the entire world for two years. You guys should be bearing the brunt of all of this shit. You guys should have to fly, fly standby. You guys should have to wait four hours for fucking flight delays. Not me. I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't lock down the fucking world for two years. I didn't go along with locking down the world for two years. I did everything possible to free your minds from state control. And this is the thanks I get. So go fuck yourselves. You're back under house arrest until further notice. Go follow your fucking signs right back to your couch. Plop your fat ass down there instead of in my airport lounge and repent. Huh, I don't know. I guess that's enough for today. I don't even know if that qualifies as a rant. I don't know what that was. Anyway, that is the first of many epic rants for the Peddling Fiction podcast. Don't forget we'll be doing a uh, Friday night happy hour at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time tomorrow, Friday, June 3rd. So share the show, share my rants. Hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, hit me up on Twitter. Tell me you liked it. Tell me you didn't. Tell me what was wrong with it. I don't know. Because if you guys don't like this, I, I I don't have to do it anymore. I can just rant and rave like a lunatic to myself. But hopefully this was entertaining and it, uh, it made you laugh a few times and uh, made you feel better about your travel experience. It was a pretty long day. Left at about 11 a.m., got home at about 3 a.m. the next day. So, yeah, for a four and a half hour flight, that was a lot of work. And uh, anyways, I will be back tomorrow with a brand new episode and a happy hour for you because I love you guys so much. Thank you so very much for listening. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. And